Hello and welcome back to the Now We Know Show, the show where we discuss a topic of interest and by the end we will have learnt something new and hopefully you will too. I'm Zach. And I'm Buzz. And it's October! Yay! Yay! Or should we say Shocktober? Shocktober, that's a good one Zach. So what we are looking at is everything to do with Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and we're doing a consecutive set of four podcasts this month, aren't we? Yes, we are. Leading up to Halloween itself. All things scary. Scary. Everything from the other side, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so what we're doing in this particular podcast is we've already, in a previous podcast, covered the mythology of zombies. We have. So in October, we're looking at... Two other most popular creepy creatures of mythology that Mm. everybody loves. What could they be? Mm. Well, this week, in this episode, we're looking and talking and discussing about the mythology of vampires. If you enjoy the Now We Know Show podcast, why not support Zach World Productions on our Patreon page? Become an official ZWP patron for as little as £1 a month for exclusive early access to all our latest episodes, videos, behind the scenes, updates and more. So to help us discover everything about the mythology of vampires, what are vampires, where do they come from, everything we need to know about vampires that hopefully we can think of. We've brought in an expert. We have. And our expert with us today is, put your hands together for Sarah Downing, vampire expert extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Hi, how are you guys? Oh, we're fine. We're, I'm, we're I'm rocking. Pretty, I'm pretty good. I'm quite sure that we've had Sarah on the podcast before. Actually, I think you're right. Really? Yes. I think Sarah is our first returning, returning guest. Guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're, you are a returning guest. How does it feel? Awesome. <laughs> back, back in the dungeon studio, which is quite apt since it's Halloween month. Mwahaha. Do you want to go do a mwahaha? <laughs> I'm no good at mwahaha. <laughs> so, so anyway, Sarah, you've studied and researched vampires for a long time. In fact, you're, as, as people may recall, you're an author and actually I think you're actually writing a story about vampires at the I moment. So, so you are well schooled in the myth, mythology of vampirism. Oh, I'm really intrigued about this. What, actually being a vampire? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? So, uh, where should we start? I suppose we need to start where everything starts, and that's at the very beginning. So, Sarah, where, where do we get vampirism and vampires from? Yeah, where, where is the earliest kind of beginnings of, of this mythology? Um, a lot of the folklore is unsurprisingly sort of Eastern European. Um, not necessarily Transylvania, but sort of Croatia and Poland. Um, when England had uh, witch trials, there were vampire trials going on in Europe. Oh, yes. Um, there was a village, I'm not sure, can't remember the date off the top of my head, but 17 villages had died in three months. 17 villages? Yeah. Uh, and this is on the, in, in France, do you say? Um, or just, it's, uh, um, it's more to the... East, or I think it, um, anyway, so, someone from Aust- um, yeah, Austria went over mm-hmm. to check. He was an army surgeon and uh, couldn't find any disease or anything that would explain 
why these people died. The locals thought it was the dead um, previously that were killing off the other villages. So we've got so the vampires. The, the living dead, not zombies. But yeah. actual vampires. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, 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 is, this, is this vampirism, uh, are we talking about what we would assume the modern day idea of vampire is with these living dead creatures coming back and, and you know, literally draining? Because am I right or wrong? You get some vampires which you think of drinking blood and you get vampires that drink people's energy. Yeah, uh, the energy drinking vampires come more from sort of succubus mythology. We just wanted you to say succubus, <laughs> didn't we? That's a weird no, word. Say it again. <laughs> succubus. Well, succubus. Wait, say it, Zach. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got all these villagers and they're all mysteriously dying. dying. Yeah, and local villagers are blaming people that have died previously. Um, they convinced the guy to exhume some bodies and examine them. And I don't know what he saw, but his report back to the Austrian government was to let the, let the villagers continue staking the the dead right okay <laughs> it obviously freaked him out okay Ooh. so uh, fr from a modern perspective uh, uh, has anybody looked back at that that incident and sort of seen that perhaps it was some other reason for this and um, but because they didn't have the the medical understanding that's why they put yeah, it i'm not sure they'd still be able to test for any sort of the diseases that might still be that would have killed them mm -hmm. I but sometimes you get written reports of uh of things that might have certain, certain telltale uh, descriptions in that might lead you to think that maybe, maybe somebody was high on some kind of uh, something or other, you know, because you get mushrooms. A lot of, yeah, well, you get mushrooms, you get uh, most of the thing you have on uh, wheat, ergot. Ergot poison, yeah, yeah things which like that. the Salem witch trials. Um, well, maybe uh, we should have done witches as well. Maybe next time. Um, next time. It would tie in very nicely with werewolves and vampires. Right, okay. Um, but I will get to that. You're trying to come back in, aren't you? It was <laughs> <laughs> third time in the studio. Can't keep her away. Um, yeah, because um, the other name for vampire, Nosferatu, mm -hmm. actually means plague carrier. Plague carrier, right. Um, so at the time you had the vampire trials going on in Europe, mm -hmm. in France and that you had werewolf trials going on. Okay. And in England you had witch trials. The witch trials. So many trials. trials. So many trials. <laughs> um, but and around that time there was also... In Badminton they had the horse trials. <laughs> what? There <laughs> wasn't <laughs> that, That's an equestrian joke. Though. On to vampires. Yeah, back to vampires. <laughs> um, so... Around the time that all this was going on, there mm. were outbreaks of typhoid, plague, um, well, smallpox. When you say plague, you're talking about the Black Death. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, which yeah is, was thought to be behind sort of... Oh, like being vampire. spread by vampires. Yes, um, but in the folklore, yeah. it's very, very easy to become a vampire. I was going to say, I don't want to be covered in pustules because I've been vamped. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, yeah. The studio could probably do with being a bit bigger because one of the signs of a vampire was red hair and blue eyes. Wait, oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I'm trapped right. in the studio with two of you. I was thinking that light was a bit bright. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's why we always hide from the day star, isn't it, Zach? Yeah, yeah. now we've invited our uh, lunch, or is it, no, look at the top, dinner. Dinner, <laughs> dinner into the studio. Yeah, we don't really tan, we just burn. We just burn, yeah. Yes. Actually, that's a Hollywood creation. The vampires bursting into oh, dust in we'll sunlight. We'll probably we'll come come. We'll re return to that later <laughs> on in the podcast, I think. So anyway, yes. so we've got all these villagers, and they're all being uh, they're all dying from what they they believe is some kind of supernatural thing from the their dead 
relatives coming back and, and having at them. Uh, so we've got all these trials going on, yeah. Yep, yep, they were exhuming bodies, mm -hmm. staking them, stuffing their mouths full of garlic and chopping their heads off. Ah. Or burning the bodies as well and sort of scattering the ashes. So over kind of why water. would why would they initially go for garlic? Because I mean, obviously you, you mentioned briefly about uh, sunlight, but um, you know, obviously you're talking about a, 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 an actual historic period in time. So what did they see that garlic did? Or, um, or what was the specific? It was more because it was really strong smelling. Um, like during the Black hang Death. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Are we talking about, we're back in, you, you, was it France that was having the... Um, France had some werewolf trials as well. All right, I was going to say, we know that the French like the garlic, because it's pretty handy. <laughs> Stuff them out full of garlic. You know, yeah, you know the, like, the plague doctors, mm -hmm. the masks. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Well, you had the, for those people that maybe, uh, you know, you, if, if, for the listeners, you get the plague doctor masks, they kind of look, look like a, a crow, don't they? Yeah. Sort of a corvid kind of mask with the two eyes. But that was actually designed for stuffing uh, scented things in the front of it, yes. wasn't it? So yeah, because it was thought that sort of bad air caused disease. So caused disease. garlic was quite strong smelling. So, oh, goodness me, you could walk around with a beak full of garlic. <laughs> oh. A beak full of garlic and, and lavender. <laughs> I wonder if they did that, lavender and garlic. So anyway, so they stuffed all these people's mouths full of garlic and then staked them. Staked them and some of the other ones would chop the head off, burn the okay. body, scatter the ashes over running water. Cause... Oh, okay, yeah, the running okay. water. We're going to go to the yeah, running water later on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it tweaked your interest yeah, there, did the running water. I love how many different ways you can kill vampires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we'll, we'll revise this as we, as we go along. Um, yeah, but back in the folklore, like I say, it was considered very easy to become a vampire. Mm -hmm. um, people with red hair, blue eyes, which I mentioned, things like an animal, jump, like a dog jumping over the grave after burial was thought to bring somebody, that person oh, back crikey. as a vampire. Wow, I didn't know um, that. Not having proper burial rites. Yeah, anything that sort of would result in sort of excommunication, sort of, sort of okay. being buried on unhallowed Un ground, ground. And yeah. dying in childbirth. Oh, would make you a vampire. Yes. Um, oh, it was thought they'd come back and, um, Either feed on the the babies, yeah, or sort of try and rear the child and sort of okay. kill it. But um, that's quite dark. <laughs> that is quite dark. So, what about yeah. being bitten by a vampire? Uh, that's another Hollywood. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Again, we'll return, return to that later on. <laughs> we're we're, 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 we're going to start before we get into that kind of Hollywood zone of vampires. We I want to focus really on that ancient mythology. So, talking about obviously it being a European thing yes. in general. Um, is there anywhere else in the world that vampires are found? Because I, I, again, you're the expert, but I believe that they have vampirism in Japan, uh, maybe in China, that there's things... All I can say is I've seen a lot of films. <laughs> <laughs> but you are the movie buff. buff. But I just wondered if in other cultures around the world, whether they have their own kind of... Because we, we discovered in the zombie one that, that really... Uh, the mythology of zombies and the, and the living dead from the, the zombies perspective it is very much a worldwide Thing. belief you know, yeah. in lots of different uh, cultures. Um, I just wondered if, if you'd heard or found any research um, to do with vampirism. The only other one I've come across is, I can't remember the name of the god, he's an Aztec god, uh, um, which they used to do blood sacrifices mm. to. Um, it looked a bit like a vampire bat. Sort of, right. But didn't there wasn't really any sort of actual vampires in their mythology. Okay, because the, the the Aztecs used to do ridiculous things like you know literally cut the hearts out of 
4,000 people just to... Uh, when, so it when rains. It, it rained, you know. Yes, well, the whole point of the Aztecs of them slaughtering people was that they thought that the dead person, by sort of with the blood and sort of burning of the body, it, that person would then act as a messenger to the gods to say, hey, we need rain. Oh, that's <laughs> Send another one. <laughs> no, it's still not raining. Send another one. Yes. <laughs> My goodness me. So with with all this kind of folklore in Europe, so let's focus on, on European vampirism, um, is there any particular kind of definition of what is a vampire? Well, it it was someone that come back from the dead. They would feed on the blood of um, their victims. Mm-hmm. The earliest vampires used to have pointed tongues, which they used to use to pierce the body of the person they were feeding from, rather than teeth. Ooh, all right, that's an interesting. I've never heard of that. So, is that would that be kind of almost like a reptilian tongue type of thing, or just literally like a? It, re- it reminds me of something from Doctor Who, actually. Oh, yes. What was that one, then? <laughs> uh, that's from Time and the Rani with the Tetraps. All right. Do you remember those? The big bat people? Oh, yeah, I do. Three eyed. No, four eyes. Four one eyes. One on each side. All right. So I have one on the back. Yep. Okay. Four. Anyway. Four eyes. <laughs> They've got the Giant tongues. Bat. They've got the tongues. Yeah, they come out and zap you, do they? Yeah. All right, okay. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, I think that's not really mythology, <laughs> but it's a good point. Cool. It, it might cool. have been based on yeah, mythology. Could have done, could have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were other vampires that were th- thought to start out like poltergeist, so mm-hmm. you'd sort of hear all the knocking, and that would go so on for more 40 of a days. Spirit being, yeah. Um, okay. So rather than rising as sort of zombie-like mm-hmm. body, it was the spirit body. Um, like I said, it'd be poltergeist. Oh, right. So knocking. instead of the physical body. body climbing out of the grave this is their spirit being has risen from the grave and it would start with like poltergeist knocking that would go on for 40 days then the spirit have got enough energy to start drinking blood the more blood it drank the stronger it became okay eventually got a physical body and then it would return to its normal life go back to its family and so when they are feeding uh on people how would people, you know, surely they'd be thinking that they're being fed upon because there is a mark or something left by by the vampires? Um, I, I mean, obviously, our traditional view is the you know, two two hold. teeth punctures. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know if it if they were physical marks, but sort of they certainly feel weaker and right. So if somebody if somebody's feeling lethargic, yeah. for, for some reason, then yeah, probably that would be a case of vampire. case of vampire, which could be any kind of medical condition really that might suddenly be uh, hitting somebody, even like a really bad case of influenza, you yeah. know, where they're feeling completely drained or they've got white food poisoning, something like that. Yeah. Um, so. In fact, one of the thoughts on so one of the things that would turn somebody into a vampire was eating meat from a sheep that had been attacked by a wolf. Right. So it's very specific. That is very specific. <laughs> yes. so, you know, I was, I, I, I'd actually, I would have thought that would have been more like, oh, if you're doing that, it's more going to go down the lines of the werewolf <laughs> rather mm. than the vampire, but the vampire. Um, the other one is if you, someone was a werewolf and they died, there was a, they thought that it would be a higher chance of them coming back as a vampire as well. So there's a lot of... I think I've read that. I think right. I've read that somewhere. Right, right. We're going to have to cover that one in the werewolf <laughs> oh, yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. So werewolves becoming vampires. And in this case, vampires because of wolves biting sheep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in some, some movies, I'm going back to movies again, mm-hmm. you do see vampires turn into wolves. Well, that is one of the questions I've got down here, was <laughs> yeah. that um, you know, vampires uh, are, 
in the mythology of vampires, and we see it in the movies quite a lot, and probably read it in, in books as well, but uh, in the mythology of vampires, can, are they shapeshifters? Can they, they change They are. They usually things? take the shape of wolves in the original folk mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, them turning into bats was invented by Bram Stoker in Dracula, of course picked up by Hollywood when it was made into a film. In fact, the earliest film was in 1922. Which was? Um, I think it was called Nosferatu. Oh, that was the Nosferatu one. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all familiar yeah. with and that's Nosferatu. The, that's the first one where vampires sort of crumbled into dust when they were exposed to sunlight as well. Yeah, so there's that iconic black and white picture of Nosferatu being struck by the sunbeam. <laughs> In fact, they are thinking about doing a, re- doing another one. a remake of Nosferatu. By Jack's favourite director. Yeah, and actor as well, isn't it? Who is meant to be William Defoe, isn't it, being Nosferatu? Yeah, well, I think Bill Skarsgård's now... Kind of signed on to be involved in it somehow. Right, okay. The guy who played it. Oh, the new that, one. That one, right? Okay. Um, so that'd be interesting if they mm. re, re, uh, reboot Nosferatu. I'd watch it. I really like the Northman. So, oh yeah, the Northman. Have you seen that yet? No, uh, not you've got to watch the. Anybody listening? Watch the Northman. Really good. Anyway, back to the vampires. So they, in the mythology, they could change into wolves, mm. but in. Hollywood mythology, because that's what I'm going to pull upon. Um, you know, the good old um, uh, Dracula movies with Bella Lugosi, etc. You mm-hmm. used to get this, the creeping mist that would come under the door and then grow and grow and grow, and suddenly the mist would descend. Yeah, or like, or like a shadow. Descend away, and suddenly they would. Yes, yeah, true. They'd either come out of the mist or step forward out of a shadow that has been produced on the wall. But they. Mm. they so, so is that something they could do? And obviously, there is the very much the movie trope of a vampire turning into a bat so mm. I, how how do they relate to the mythology compared to the kind of um, movies and books certainly uh, Dracula turning into mist was in the Bram Stoker books yep. um, and he was based on Vlad the Impaler yes he um, wasn't an actual vampire I take it no he just had a fondness for staking people staking people <laughs> so actually that's quite kind of twist because you think about how to kill a vampire stake them and then you've got a person that the most iconic vampire character is based on Dracula is actually somebody who just loved to go around staking people yeah there was a Hungarian <laughs> countess as well um uh, Elizabeth uh, Bathory she used to kill her servants and bathe in their blood to stay looking younger ah was that what Countess Dracula, the movie yes, was based on. Yes, yes. Uh, something to do with the name Carmilla or something. Yeah, I've, that's what I've But heard. I do remember that because she used to be always get these. I think in the movie it might have been virgins or I don't know, but she would always fill the bath with I blood. I haven't and seen that particular film. No? no, Countess Dracula. Oh, we're spoiling it for you now, aren't we? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> should have put a spoiler alert. Okay, so the mist is from the book. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I did come across a mention of vampires turning into mist okay. in the folklore but I think again it's the more sort of vampires that are in spirit form rather than right so you, you've got physical. this kind of ethereal spirit spirit mist creeping Ooh. around I mean you can imagine I mean let's be honest I mean if you throw yourself back um, you know if you're somebody who lives in the city I mean you'd be lucky if you can see the stars at night if you live in the city and you probably very rarely get mist unless you get in a smog or sometimes a fog um, but um, if you live in the countryside, then you're far more familiar with the fact that we get these early morning mists mm. that come rolling across the field, usually 
especially if you're around any kind of water body, if you've got a river or a lake near, you get those low-lying mists, which mm-hmm. are so iconic on the old black and white type of horror movies Very where, where they're yeah. coming through the graveyard and the, the mist is swirling. And it kind of seems weird because you kind of think that that wouldn't be the case. But if you get up early enough in the morning, you do get those mists. And, and so if you are a villager that is not, uh, as we do, living... Uh, life literally by the clock because people didn't have clocks uh, mm. probably at the time that we're talking about this these types of myths Sarah you, at some point every village ended up having like a, a town clock that people worked to but before that people just used to get up when the cock crowed or and and, and when the, the the daylight broke in the morning so it's more likely you're going to see these eerie mists and things and they can be quite they probably do so ooh, this is a bit creepy you know this is well, imagine the houses weren't sort of very well sealed either, so you'd probably get the yeah. mist sort of creeping, creeping into the in house. And, and if you combine that with somebody who almost falls ill overnight for some reason... That you, could really freak you out. Yeah, you could think that there is they have had a visitation from some kind of you know, vampire because of this mist, especially if you combine perhaps a recent death from somebody in the village or whatever, and then you happen to have the, a mist come down... Mm-hmm and then somebody else falls ill in the house, and you're going to put all these perfectly innocent things together, and go, yeah, you could start seeing where this kind of mythology would spring from, you know? It's fascinating. So we've got myths. What about the bats? Vampires turning into bats, and vampire bats. Um, vampire bats are... You so, are solely... <laughs> you're our bat specialist as well. <laughs> yes, vampire bats are solely found in South America. Mm-hmm. That's the vampire bat. That's, yeah. That's the physical... Real vampire bat is South America. Yes. Um, if I recall, didn't you tell us that different there are different types? There are three different species of vampire so, bat. And that if they feed off the wrong bat, they themselves can die? Um, yeah, if they feed on blood that they're not designed to eat, mm-hmm. and they think it lacks certain nutrients and they do become sick and die. Okay. But now we're going to sling ourselves from South America to Europe. Would these old Europeans, whether it be in mainland Europe or or the UK, would they associate vampirism with bats? Um, Not in the folklore. Not in the Um, folklore. Like I say, it was something that was completely created by Bram Stoker. Right, Um, okay. So there's no records that you've come across where vampires just basically, uh, what would the word be? Trends... Transmogrifying into shapeshift. Shape there you that's go. A, that's a better <laughs> shape. into a bat, but they would yeah. shapeshift into a wolf. Wolf, dogs, rats. Oh, rats as well, oh, but no, rats. no bats. No bats. No bats. <laughs> bats off the menu, boys. That's yeah. it. There's no bats. In that's wolf. totally unrealistic. Totally unrealistic. Wolves, yes. Rats, definitely. Well, I suppose that's the thing because I mean, obviously, we have in the UK and in Europe, we have bat species around uh, of course we do but um, you think that rats would be more invasive into homes running around maybe maybe people would consider rats in the medieval period as being a pest something to shun away from etc etc wild dogs you don't want to be bitten by a wild dog that's rabid you know or uh, definitely you don't want to have an encounter with with a with a wolf or wolf pack so yeah those things would be Although no healthy wolf will actually go after a human pet, human being. Mm-hmm. It's only if they've got rabies that they're dangerous or they've been habitualised to humans. So should Just... we test this out? We need to go somewhere with loads of timber wolves 
and leave Sarah. Now we know she'll on the road. <laughs> now, now we know she'll on the road with Sarah. Okay, Sarah, we're going to just leave you out here overnight with a few steaks. I mean, this is meat steaks. Meat steaks, no, no. <laughs> not wooden steaks. Yeah, I mean, people stay warm all the time and don't get attacked. Like I say, as long as they're not they're used wolves. to being, being well, around humans so that they see humans as a threat. Yeah, no, I no mean, I, I, for being, being uh, put somebody who, who obviously studies nature, I would have thought that, again, surely that's down to, again, the period of the year. Uh, if you've got, it's winter, or, or even late winter coming into spring, but you've got a very, you know, it's that point in the year where food is very scarce, because you get that with bears as well. You know, they've just come out of hibernation, they're skinny, they need food, but that's when they're most dangerous because they are so hungry and everything, even human beings, get really dangerous when they're hungry, you know. <laughs> Very much so. You know? And so it would be more likely to be attacked by a wolf, surely, if that wolf or wolf pack yeah. are just literally really starving. They, they need food. Um, they will go after livestock before they go after humans. There's nothing in any historical records of a healthy wolf attacking a human being. Oh, there so. you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. I have a question. Go for it. That's what it's all about. Vampires. That's what we're here for. Do vampires have to be invited in? Ah, another another good myth or movie trope. Something to discuss. Yeah, mm. actually inviting somebody across the threshold. The threshold. We've the spoken about thresholds before. It holds the thresh in. <laughs> <laughs> it does. There's the threshings okay. on the floor. Okay. Okay. Threshold. There you go. So you. Um. Definitely. Bram Stoker, they had to be invited in. Yep. Um, I'm not sure. And about in Fright Night. Uh, um, and Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, Lost Boys. Um, Probably loads more. I think it varies amongst the folklore. Like I say, most vampires used to go after their family first. Right. Um, for some reason, they used to get, go after their nearest and dearest first. Usually, some of the folk mythology, um, the vampires didn't have any memories when they first rose from the grave. And they slaughter their nearest and dearest, and then get their memories back. And right. Oh no! Who, who who writes this mythology down? Yeah, is the, the, I want to consult someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody was there saying, "Right, well, obviously the family's been slaughtered. Uh, visitation for vampire. Yes, Uncle. Oh, Uncle Dave. Yeah, or oh, oh, Uncle Jacob. That's more, more, more. <laughs> Uncle Jacob died what a week ago. All right, okay. Obviously he's forgotten who he was. Um, okay, he's come back to get his memories back. Again, that's solved that one. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I suppose if you've just seen remember your family come back from the dead, you'd be like, Oh, nice to see you. You'd probably no, we talk, <laughs> kind of discussed that in the, in the zombies, zombies one. Yeah, that was a bit bizarre because we had people that actually like had been found alive 18 years after the supposedly died. Yeah, that was that is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, how did, they, how did that work? Yeah, like, like I said, in, in some of the folk folklore. The vampires sort of went back to their families and just sort of carried on their normal lives and had half vampire children and. Oh right. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. Right. So, another aspect of vampires and vampirism um, is it reflected in vampire mythology that vampires have a familiar who would watch over them during the day, or is that again just another movie no, thing? No, that's, that's just another movie thing. Okay. Um, Honestly. Honestly. These movies. Yeah. You're, just, you're destroying. <laughs> yeah, and vampires having to sleep in the soil native to their 
country. So the yeah, earth, like, that, 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 that's that, one of those things that Bram Stoker had to put the soil in the coffins and have it transported to, was it Carfax Abbey? No, it was a Dracula that bought Carfax Abbey, didn't they? Or something like something that. Something like that. And they all had these coffins with his, these, with his soil. Well, it was because there was a load of crates. Yeah, yeah, but they were filled with Sorry, his Sorry, I'm, I'm just going on okay. my movie, <laughs> movie ideas. He's, he's sleeping. De- it's definitely crates in the book. As well. Crates, so. he's sleeping in his crates of soil. There you go. But which one? Which, yes. one, which crate? Yeah, exactly. Actually, in, in the book, Dracula isn't staked. He's killed with a knife and beheaded. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that, that's. Uh, I'm gonna. We'll, we'll come on to how to kill vampires a bit later because that's something we want. We need. We definitely to want to discuss we, that. We, we need to know <laughs> about that as well. Um, one question, and it sort of came up with Frankenstein when we were talking about zombies. But when you talk about the vampires, zombies are supposedly the living dead. But are vampires? Uh, the living dead, or or are they alive? I mean, we've kind of discussed spirit vampires, so I'm assuming dead. But when you get, but, also alive. <laughs> but then you said they've come back and carried on with their lives and had half vampire babies. So if you've got a corporeal vampire in full form, are they dead or are they living? How's it work? Um, certainly, some of the folklore um, thought it was demon possession. Okay. Um, I mean, is a vampire actually a demon from the depths of hell? That's possessing. That's a possessing a person, or um, it, like I say, it varies between the, the folklore. Um, some thought it was demon possession. Mm-hmm. Others that you know they came back as ghosts, like I said, and um, and then sort of once they drunk enough blood, they then took on a sort of corporeal form. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got like the succubi which sort of suck on energy life energy out of people mm-hmm. so yeah there's some sort of different you would have, you, you would have thought that the, the drinking of blood would i mean obviously again going to movies and books um it's the two puncture wounds i mean were there no kind of signs of vampirism that you could say this person has had their had their blood sucked no, no. As, as I, yeah, I was just wondering because the, the move, movies yeah. I always go for the for the neck, neck. but uh, you know, there's other things. Yeah, it could be arm, leg, whatever. You know, no, no. no, no, no so just no. to clarify, vampires are also ghosts, demons, <laughs> and kind of ish zombies. Yes, <laughs> kind of ish zombies, uh, which can change shape um, into wolves. So, uh, so, so, which leads me on to say, okay, so there's these vampires around and about haunting the place um how would you protect yourself in you know from those vampires um certainly in the in the folklore if you thought there was a vampire about uh one of the checks to see which grave the vampire was buried in is you'd lead a white horse through the graveyard and it would refuse to step on the vampire's grave and you can go ha ha vampire's oh, hiding there dig him up put a stake through his heart chop his head off Right. I heard a similar similar thing with witches, that if you right. if, if if you uh, suspect somebody of being a witch, and you follow them and they leave a footprint anywhere, if you put an iron nail in hammer it into the footprint, then they will start to limp if they're a witch, and it's a oh. sure way of discovering that that person's a witch. Interesting thing. So, in a film called Captain Kronos, Captain vampire, Kronos vampire Hunter, Vampire Hunter. Yes, I know it well. To see if there's a vampire around, they bury a toad in a box, and then they dig it up the morning after, 
and if it's alive or dead, that determines whether or not there's a vampire around. So if it's dead, is it a vampire? Or if it's still alive? Or is it a dead one they bury? I No, it's... uh, I think it's alive. I I really need to watch this film again. (laughs) Have you come across anything in the mythology to do with toads? No. No? Okay. Honestly. Honestly, what the these movies are lying to us. <laughs> the movies are lying to us terribly. Um, yeah, okay. So, I mean, what about, you know, hanging up bundles of garlic, uh, uh, rubbing them all around your windowsill and all these sorts of things that, uh, that you hear? Um, like I said, garlic was supposed to have protective properties for like, diseases and things. So I can see why they would probably mm-hmm. keep vampires away. We, we've talked, obviously, you've mentioned about yeah. staking the bodies. Yeah. So was that? To stake them through the heart. Yeah. Um, and were there any specific choices of wood to do that? Hawthorne was the favourite. Hawthorne. Um, mm. Again, that's got protective properties, which is one of the reasons you find it in hedgerows a lot. Mm-hmm. Boundary. Yeah, boundary, boundary yeah. Interesting. Because I know yeah. there's a film that involves Hawthorne killing a vampire. This is with Christopher Lee, isn't it? It is. Okay. <laughs> Satanic Rites of Dracula. Yeah. And, and one of the other ones, you mentioned running water earlier yeah. um, and uh, yes poor old dracula ends up yep, going, going under the ice that's dracula prince of darkness <laughs> yeah that's the running water again uh, yeah so uh, another one another steak one staked with iron so yes yeah, so iron is that a thing sarah um because i think I, iron I'm, iron does come up an awful lot in folklore but to it's ward got off. to be it's got to stay there yeah if you take the iron out come back to life yeah so that you know there, there is a lot to do with warding off witches demons etc with iron um i certainly know in um because there's actually two uh, books about dracula you've got bram stoker's dracula mm-hmm. um which and then you've got another one i can't remember who was um, originally supposed to have written it, but it was Bram Stoker writing under his friend's name, and it's called The Guest of Dracula. Right. And they actually, he goes into an empty village, which um, the coach driver was like, no, don't go there. It, you know, it's, they always it, say it, it's coming up for sunset. You really don't want to <laughs> be in the village. You don't want to be going there, sir. Finds, no, nobody goes there after yeah. sunset. And he finds a sarcophagus with a great big iron stake Steak. driven through it because obviously the person in the coffin was thought to be a vampire. so He didn't pull it out, did he? No. Oh, that's all right. Well, <laughs> oh, you had me worried then. Nice happy ending to that then. Yeah. Yes. It were wolves in that were one. wolves. <laughs> it was all a ruse. I, but, but the, I, l- I the love the way Sarah's face yes. lights I up. I like wolves. I know, we know. She's, <laughs> listeners, she's sta- sit, standing here with, with, with wolves all over her chest because she's got a wolf T-shirt and a wolf fetish, I'm going to have to say. She loves wolves. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I much prefer wolves and werewolves over vampires. Well, you'll have to so save that for the werewolf one, <laughs> won't yes. you? <laughs> yeah. so I'm just checking my notes about Yeah, checking notes. That's fine. Um, we want to know about running water. Ah, yes. Um, in Dracula, which mimics the folklore, vampires could only cross running water at sunrise and sunset. Oh, sorry, at turning tide. Turning tide. tide. Yeah, so high tide and low tide. So is this specifically if they are like um, uh, sort of like yeah, Brixham vampires? <laughs> sort of, yeah, they they live they live in Skeg, yeah. Skegness or something. You know? <laughs> but if you're inland, would you know? Um, it's got to be a tidal river. I don't think it needs to be tidal. Um, certainly, uh, people were thought to die at sort of either dawn or dusk, and also at the change of the tide. Right. So I think it sort of ties into that belief. Mm. Right, the passing of their spirit. Could, yes. could they go over bridges? 
I can think of a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> this no, is a very was, valid that concern. Technically, that would still be going over, over the running water, yes. wouldn't it? Interesting. Um, or can they actually walk on the running water yeah. or float across the running water? Um, certainly in the Dracula books as well, um, Dracula wasn't affected. You know, he could go out in daylight, but he could, couldn't change shape. He could only change shape at sunrise or sunset, and then whatever shape he was in, he was stuck in that for the, the duration. Huh. Right. Hmm. Which is kind of kind of uh, reminds me of the uh, Norse folklore of when you have um, people skin changes in Norse mythology. That a lot of the time, that's, that they uh, rather than just transforming into an animal, they'd have cloaks or skins and things, you know. Yeah. And if that, they're kind of like the berserkers, yeah, like the berserkers. Uh, there was, uh, I think, there's three ladies. Uh, literally, I'm just pulling this out out of the, my memory. I think there's three young girls who had coats of swan feathers and they they flew as swans and they landed at a lake took their cloaks off but then a villager saw them and stole the cloaks and then they were trapped in human form after that i believe it's Friar that had a cloak of hawk feathers yes. that used to... loki stole it didn't he yeah um, yeah so yeah there's lots of shape-shifting yeah, always so. check where you leave your coat <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yeah so so that that, that 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 that's what suddenly sprung to my mind when you mentioned it because you suddenly then have that issue of being stuck in a certain form if, yes. if you lose that, that which is very interesting hmm. yes. back on to water yes holy water holy water good point holy water. i've forgotten all about holy water um so if you've got uh if you, if ordained you, water. Yeah. I think that's more along the lines of vampires are bodies possessed by demons for the whole holy objects and the holy water. Well, that would bring. That's what kind of brings it up with me, Sarah, when it comes to perhaps uh, other cultures that may have vampirism in them. Um, are vamp uh, vampires solely affected by Christianity? Mm. In that instance, that's or, you, know, you bring up crucifixes and stuff. Yeah, because like. you know, by the power of Christ, I compel thee, and all this. Or is it, um, you know, is is it is it is it just belief, or is it belief? Um, I believe it's certainly the, in the Dresden Files. It, it's belief because uh, <laughs> completely swapping <laughs> from folklore to <laughs> modern books. Um, Yes, I think there's a bit in there um, where Tristan was saying, you know, against vampires, you know, it's not, nothing sadder than watching a non-believer waving a cross at a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, I do have an example of this. Okay. Okay. Oh, you've, you've actually met a vampire? <laughs> no, I've seen a film. No, well, we're meant to be vampires from what's anyway. <laughs> okay, I was watching a documentary. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, all <laughs> <No>. vampires. <laughs> Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. I know that. With, don't tell me, don't tell me, Peter Cushing. Yes. That's it. It was kind of like a hammer horror when, martial arts crossover. Where Van Helsing goes to China. Or is it Japan? It's China, isn't it? Yes, I think so. China. Yeah. Chinese vampires. Yes. And he explains about this that it's not specifically a cross. It's the power of belief. Because they say crosses won't work here because... They're Chinese vampires. They're Chinese vampires. You have to use a little Buddha. A little Buddha. All right. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Although, if it's to do with belief, if you still believe in your cross, surely it would still work. But not if the vampire doesn't know what it is. <laughs> I suppose the thing is, the symbol that they are being affronted with has got to be something that would... Strike fear. Strike fear into them. But it would need the person behind it to have the belief in that, it, that, that item. Perhaps. I don't know. 
Oh, this, this is throwing a lot, lot up in the air. This is this discussion. Um, so, Sarah, why do you think so many people are attracted to the idea of vampires when uh, subjects like cannibalism are so offensive? You know, in, in human, uh, you know, we we would say, oh, cannibalism is terrible, but. But people have become very attracted to the idea of vampires and drinking blood. Um, you know, isn't it? Uh, the, yeah, because I think consuming of human blood is kind of like when you boil it down, it's like a basic. It is a form of cannibalism. But vampires are seen by many to these days to be kind of a more sexy and seductive creature of the of the night if you like so why do you think vampires over other creatures if you want horror creatures have have, have ended up having that kind of uh, um, general appeal to people um i think it's partly to do with sort of um the development of like romance um sort of novels and things (laughs) mills and (laughs) boom well um (laughs) So the gothic horror sort of then sort of gave way to sort of gothic romances. Mm-hmm. So you vampires move from your gothic horror into your gothic romance. Mm-hmm. We always um, kind of see, you know, it, it, it's it's repeated again and again and again. I mean, obviously with vampires, you kind of in the early vampire movies, the the, the vampire would have that kind of mesmerising stare, which would hypnotise the young ladies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then as we come forward with this kind of trope you know vamp- vampires and vampirism has become a very kind of kind of sexy thing with the vampires being a sexy creature if, yeah i mean i don't know what year um interview with the vampire came out but that was with uh, tom cruise and um oh what's his name uh Angelina, brad, pitt. brad pitt that's it you know <laughs> and of course lots of ladies are like oh you know they're, they're really vampires. We love vampires, you know. So I wonder what it is about vampires that have kind of people don't necessarily see them as being evil creatures. Like you don't want to really necessarily have a romance with a zombie, do you? You know, no. Or a troll. But <laughs> vampires, wow, they're all sexy and seductive, you know. Even though they're like five hundred years old or older. Or older. <laughs> yeah, I I think so. The sexiness comes from sort of the more succubus side of things which were thought you know they were thought to seduce people while they were sleeping mm-hmm. um so i imagine sort of some of that's been carried over into the modern vampirism right so um, it's really the uh the the tv and, and film studios have molded it into a that kind honestly of thing. apart from yeah. sparkly vampires twilight <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Steak, 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 steak. come on you can't say you like the the werewolves in 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 uh Twilight. <laughs> She's laughing. Yeah, uh, I, I don't like the Twilight books at all. Oh. Apologies to anybody who's a fan. but yeah. Apologies yeah. to the author as well. <laughs> Sparkly vampires, yes. Uh, so anyway, vampires. So, But they have. They have become this kind of sexy thing. Yes. Well, um, I, again, that's probably due, due to Hollywood because sex sells. So, you know, back in the day, sort of, the actors were sort of more sort of normal looking and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they're getting pretty Bella Lugosi, yeah. I mean I don't know I mean if you go back to probably as you said you mentioned uh, Christopher Lee playing Dracula yeah I mean even you know through his progressive movies you know they got quite kind of that sexy vampire yeah they got introduced well. yeah you know so um yeah, but it's, it's strange how that this particular creature, if you want to refer to a vampire as this particular horror horror 
genre uh, has progressed into that area. Yeah. But it's all about basically, you know, drinking blood and and being very cannibalistic, if you like, in a yeah. way, and controlling people. Well, is being that, under the influence is that bringing of somebody. up the question: Is a vampire still a human, or is a vampire something else and not a human? Right. So you're going back to the: Is a vampire is a resurrected form that looks like a human actually the form of a human that's been um, taken over by a demonic spirit? Yeah, saying. does does it still count as being human, or is it just a vampire? Right. So you're saying <laughs> a vampire is a different entity. Yeah. To a, to the human form. Yes. Right. Okay. But is it? That's what I'm trying to okay. bring up. I don't know. What do you think, Sarah? Um, certainly with modern books, I I think it's sort of more so they lean toward more sort of the sort of the demonic side. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the one, the few I read, anyway. <laughs> Like I said, not big fan of vampires. You're writing a book about vampires. <laughs> you're making. You're, you're writing a book to put it all correct, all right. Aren't you? Yeah. Um. I'm, I am basing it more on the folklore, but like I say, I much prefer werewolves. <laughs> well, we'll let you loose on the next podcast on that one. Let's stick with the vampires. Yeah, vampires. Yes. Vampires. Yes. All right. Try not to get. Distracted. Another question. Yep. We haven't brought it up yet. Silver. How does that affect vampires? Yeah, because you, you know, you think I, I think I've come across uh, movie tropes. Which Some films silver affects vampires. In other ones, in other films, no, it doesn't. All. I can't find anything at all in the folklore about vampires and silver. Honestly, there's, there's films. nothing in it at all. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking about the origins of vampirism, the mythology of vampirism. And obviously we've, we've dipped in and out of the movie uh, and TV genre books of vampires. But are there any, you know, recorded incidents where people actually do believe that vampires exist? Um... You know, and I'm talking about in modern day, you know, because, you know, you do... You know, just as much as people these days might go uh, and have sightings of Bigfoot or such like or... or what about vampires? Um, I know there is a disease. I can't remember the light, name of it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it, it does mimic a lot of the symptoms of vampirism. What, so somebody would hide from the sunlight? Um, That's just being ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it does cause sort of photosensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like vitamin D s- deficiency or something. Mm-hmm. Um my Wi-Fi doesn't work here. <laughs> <I'm talking laughs> doesn't work. Damn, the Wi-Fi's out. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a very rare blood condition that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think they struggle to produce their own sort of red blood cells. Or do uh, you think that perhaps there are cases where people, normal human beings, actually believe that they are vampires i mean it'd be kind of creepy to think about well i'm just thinking because obviously you get in um in bram Stoker's dracula you have um who's his familiar in that i'm just trying to think of the character's name Uh, yes renfield who ends up in the uh, a lunatic asylum. I can tell you that. a horror version. Was. Oh, there you go. He was. He was in the, in the. It's been years since I've actually read the book. So the trouble is, you get your mind gets full up of all the all the movie stuff. Scars of Dracula. It's Patrick Troughton playing Clove. Oh yes, I remember that with a very good realistic bat in it as well. 
<laughs> we saw that at the cinema. We didn't did. We? we saw that at the cinema. Room. Apart screening. from us, everybody else laughed. I was like, oh, well, that's actually really bat. good. Yeah, don't it got me into ham horror films. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good movie. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, but what I'm thinking is, is, you know, it's kind of like that's a human who is assuming if he keeps eating, eating insects and things, it's gonna, you know, and eating and consuming blood that they are therefore going to have special powers, become immortal. You know, do, do you do you think that gets into the psyche of some people? Um. Certainly there's a growing gothic movement of people so being vampires and drinking each other's blood. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that quite, so, kind of sounds almost sort of sadomasochistic in a way? Um, possibly. I don't know a lot about it. Now she's glad her Wi-Fi doesn't work because she can't Google it and then have that on her history. Yeah, sorry, sorry we're not part of a cult like that <laughs> no. I was just wondering because again you could, you can see that going with with the, the whole uh, image of vampirism and vampires which I can't see that anybody else is going to have a zombie club you know what I mean you know, because as you say people do love to dress up in gothic clothes and to dress as things and you see loads of people that put the old false fangs like in and dark steampunk yeah dark steampunk yeah they go off to the to, to uh, Whitby up at um, uh, uh, the Whitby uh, goth uh, weekend or whatever they have there which uh, I've been to once which was really great seeing everybody dressed up there but of course that is associated with Dracula because of the ruins of. I the... think they're having like a big celebration up there this year. Are they? They have because yeah. they've got the ruins of the abbey up on the cliff top, mm. which is supposedly where Dracula, the the boat, the ship come in at Whitby, and then yes. then he escapes. He's seen running up the hill to to the abbey. Um, so that's probably why they go go there. But they mm. again, the whole concept of vampirism, of gothic, has become very very popular. And and a, a very sexy away from the whole concept of, of it being a, a, a creature or a, an evil spirit that actually is very dark, malevolent, uh, and dangerous. It's just interesting to to discuss why. Because we've be. got so many different types of creatures, <laughs> something had to take that slot, didn't it? <laughs> something something had to have the sexy slot, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, suave dressed you know, Brad Pitt, you know, in, in his clothes. Default you know. sexy monster. <laughs> sexy monster. We need a sexy monster. Yeah, there's plenty of werewolf romances. Well, we're well, we going to save that one. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, no. yeah, we want to know about that. It's <laughs> one thing that drives me mad. You can't find a decent story with werewolves in that isn't a romance. And I hate romances. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we're going to have to bring that one up at, uh, in our next podcast. Podcast, the follow-on for the Halloween season. So, so far, w- what have we found out about uh, vampires? We found out that uh, well, they can they can in mythology change form. <laughs> they do drink blood. They can suck your life energy as a succubus um but uh, you do need to stake them behead them burn them burn them uh there was can't go over running garlic water. stuffed in their mouths yep garlic Run, can't go over running water when it's tidal silver doesn't really work not sure about the iron yeah okay what other interesting facts can you tell us about vampires um, hit us with it sarah go on not really but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you must have some factoids Interesting factoids on vampirism. Oh, that was another one. Oh, please. Um, it was thought that if you dreamt about a dead person, you could bring them back as a vampire. 
So anyone that went to see an execution used to have to have special rites done over them afterwards to make sure they didn't dream of the dead person. Now, would this be specifically dead people, or could it be like Pet cemetery where you bring a cat back to life? <laughs> <laughs> Zombie cat. That's, so that's, vampire cat. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of weird. That kind of, that's a, that's a money-making scheme, surely. I mean, yeah, you've gone to a... Oh, mind you, I suppose, if you've gone to an execution, that's an execution... But if you're in a battlefield and you see people dying around you and you're having post-traumatic stress syndrome and you're thinking about That's where all the vampires people, come from. You know. Um, but it's like, no, we'll get them into the town square. There's only four ways in. We'll make sure when they come out, they've got to give us a groat and, and get blessed on the way out. <laughs> stop them stop him bringing vampires back. Um, no, that's an interesting fact. So where did that, that spring up? Is that a kind of a European mythology or...? Yeah, I believe it is European. Um, yeah, and other interesting fact: the Greek word for vampire and werewolf is the same. Right. So, so there is we are kind of with Greek Greece. We are kind of talking European, are we? I mean, we're on the borders there, heading to the to the to the east. So, obviously, you're saying now the Greeks obviously must have had a familiar idea of vampirism then. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of trading between various European countries, so it's, mm-hmm. it's not hard to imagine that stories got Well, vampires, carried. would vampires have been around in, say, uh, Norse mythology? Um, because I, I know, and we will discuss this in the forthcoming uh, werewolf one, but obviously werewolves uh, and were-creatures were part of Norse mythology. So the reason I bring this up, if uh, vampires were also... In that mythology, we know for a fact that uh, Vikings traded all the way across and were at places like Constantinople, so those kind of interactions and storytelling would have... Um, I'm not sure if it's exactly vampires, but um, I do have a memory. I think it was Norse mythology. Somebody wanted to speak to a dead ancestor about something, mm-hmm. um, and they spilt blood on the grave. Right. So I can sort of... The blood, the blood is a is kind of a blood is a common theme. Blood, giving blood to commune with the with the with the deceased. Yeah, I mean, in the films, that's pretty much all the ways they always bring back Dracula. Is he actually gets a blood accidentally splashed on his <laughs> ashes? Yep, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, Scars of Dracula. Which one was the one with it with Johnny Alucard where they were drinking his blood? Dracula AD. That was Dracula AD, and they had a bottle of Dracula's blood, didn't they? Or there was one. I think it was "Taste the Blood of Dracula." Funny enough, or maybe was that the one? Was I'm thinking of? the one where the guy has a vial of Dracula's blood, yep. drinks it, and becomes Dracula? Right. He kind of gets possessed by him in that. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so that that's, kind a, of that's a possession. That explores that idea, doesn't it? So, like a demon is bound to the blood, and then because the blood has been consumed, the demon then takes be able to possess the person. Mm, I'll have to watch that film again. Interesting, interesting. Right, so, any more facts and figures you can give us on um, vampires? No, not really. Um, just to say that there is a lot of carryover between werewolf zombies and um, vampires, mm-hmm. you know, saying that witches as well. Um, well, I would have thought with most uh, mythological creatures, um, you are going to get them crossing over at many different junctures aren't you no well, that's the thing because if you remember our Hertfordshire folklore podcast mm-hmm. we had a lot of crossovers 
within the myths and legends in that. Yeah. That and we'd picked random stories. Yes, but we had, in that one, we had quite a lot that came up about firing of arrows to end up in a grave. And also, yeah. uh, you know, there was a lot that was reflective of the legend of Robin Hood in, in, mm. in, in stories in that Very one. much so. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. So that leads us on to our final little segment on this particular podcast about vampires and vampirism and succubuses. Say it again. Succubi. <laughs> Say it again. Succubus is a singular. Succubi is plural. Succubi. Succubi. Right. <laughs> I identify as a succubi. No, I can't. That's two people. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's crack on. So we've got to that point in our podcast, Sarah. I think you might have been subjected to this once before. It's our six quickfire questions. Okay. You forgot about this, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, are you prepared? I better be, because I can't get out past that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trapped. He's blocking the doorway. He's protecting the threshold. There's a vampiric look in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape, so you might as well ask me questions. <laughs> right, let's go for it. Right, question number one. What is your favourite vampire character from film, TV or books? Um, I must admit, I know it's a children's film, I did like the um, littlest vampire, just because there's, there's vampire cows in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the farmer comes yeah, out. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Eventually you, the entire herd's hanging You've got to tell barn. me about this, because yeah, I've, no I've never yeah. seen it. Um, the va- vampires, rather than feeding on human, feed on the local cattle. Oh, and they do little sort of segments where the farmer comes out and he's counting his cows and there's one missing and he goes to the barn and it's hung up from the rafters with fangs and glowing red eyes oh, no. <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious yeah. well the littlest vampire question number two would you like to be a vampire? no oh that's a quick answer <laughs> werewolves every time okay. <laughs> ah, damn that's just, uh, I'm going to ask her the same question on that one <laughs> She's already preempted it. Right, okay, question th- number three. Uh, do you think vampires actually exist? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Question four. In your opinion, what's the best part of being a vampire if you had to be one? Um, probably the immortality. There's just so much to learn. Yeah. To, to I, I, I can just I, I, learn I, everything or I whatever could, you fancy. I could yeah. go with that. Yeah, definitely the immortality side of being a vampire yeah, would really that. appeal to me because I lust for life. I love life. And although technically you'd be, would you be the undead? I don't know. But to be able to continue experience everything. Well, saying, you know. saying that, I've heard that through some films, werewolves <laughs> are also immortal. Are they? Oh, we'll discuss that one then. Uh, and Zach would love being a vampire because he hates getting up in the morning. Yeah, I must admit, I don't do day, uh, days. Yeah. Oh. Maybe you are a vampire. Yeah. Um, Maybe we're all vampires and we're just not telling the listeners. Shh, shh. We didn't talk about reflections. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll come back to that just as an add on yeah. after my six questions, all right? There you go. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, uh, question number five. What's your favourite vampire movie or TV show? Um, oh, she's thinking on this one. Yeah, because I don't read a lot of vampire stuff. Um, <laughs> this is this is the vampire specialist, and she doesn't like vampires. <laughs> it's got to be Dracula because it's the original. Dracula. Which which the original yeah, which by, by okay. Bram Stoker. Right, okay. Out of the book, Dracula. 
what's your favorite just just as an add-on what's your favorite kind of uh in that case depiction of bram stoker's dracula mm. you got a lot to choose from i know lots of films <laughs> called dracula in lots of films <laughs> called dracula lots of actors that, who've played dracula um, both tv and films i must admit i don't there's, i haven't seen none, i haven't seen a lot um, they're not sticking in your head then no huh? well it's not the guy from blade 3 <laughs> no not the guy from blade 3 that, that's disco drac <laughs> if you ever see blade 3 drake <laughs> drake yeah he's got he's got his open chest shirt with a big medallion and he actually calls himself drake <laughs> he looks like john travolta as a vampire, <laughs> it's you can't take it seriously, can you? <laughs> I am Drake. <laughs> okay. Well, my favourite depiction of Dracula, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like Christopher Lee as Dracula. He's great in everything. <laughs> he is great in everything. Absolutely fantastic actor. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. You know, There's, but there have been some good. There's that TV show show that recently came out. Yeah, he was good what, as what Dracula. What was that called, Dracula? That was called Dracula. It was Dracula. So it was a recent TV show. It was probably three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was before COVID. It was three um, episodes. It was three episodes. The first two episodes absolutely rocked. Mm. And he he really did portray Dracula really well. Yeah. Unfortunately. Third episode. Third episode. Waste of time. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't his fault. Anyway, question six. Dracula. I think I know the answer to this. Dracula or Nosferatu? What as the names? Your or... choice. Um, I must admit, Nosferatu just sounds cool. Okay, so <laughs> Nosferatu takes it off at the end. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a choice, vampire or Nosferatu, come on, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Gotta... <laughs> you got so you got an interesting thing about uh, some factoids about the film Nosferatu, haven't you? I've seen Nosferatu. Yeah, but wasn't it about that uh, the, the studios tried to get it banned or something? Oh yeah, apparently because it was like. They had a big row over the rights between the Universal Studios Dracula and Nosferatu. They kind of came out at the same kind of point, and they got really kind of. In fact, if I recall, it was a rip-off. if I recall that because of the legal wranglings, every single copy of Nosferatu the movie was destroyed, apart from one that survived, and that's the one we all get to see now. Wow. Because just by luck, one copy survived. Actually, I remember reading that there was a um, Dracula movie based on the Bram Stoker book that mm. came out two years before Nosferatu, and it was Russian. Oh, right. So, actually... Rushferatu. Rushferatu. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, the Nosferatu, the 1922 one, isn't the first yeah, isn't ever the movie, Dracula movie. Right. Wow, that's... <laughs> We can see Zach carrying up. Got to find a copy. We got to find a copy. Of that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many lost yeah. films. But it on. was. Uh, I'm sure you can check it. If, I, if I'm wrong, the listeners can tell me. But I'm sure the, the Nosferatu movie that we have mm. was taken from one and one only existing. Copy I believe of the film. you're right on that one. Another freaky fact about it. Apparently, that set was cursed. Oh, it's one of those ones. Isn't one it? of those ones where loads of people kind of died had, had during the production. And things. Yeah. It was very cursed. Do you know that happens with an awful lot of movies? You know, I've heard... Uh, I know we're going a slightly off tangent, but we are talking about vampires mm-hmm. and it's Halloween. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have things where they always have, like with Poltergeist, so many different things were meant to happen on set with Poltergeist. And even with uh, Wizard of Oz, there are 
mythologies about the Wizard of Oz that uh, Munchkin was could be seen in the background who'd hung himself oh, in the in the, in the right. background and things like this. I know the yeah, Tin oh. Man changed in that because the first actor um, got lead poisoning from the oh, makeup. Oh no, from the makeup. Yeah, <gasps> so they actually had to replace him with someone else. Wow. Oh, so anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> Back onto Nosferatu. <laughs> Back onto Nosferatu. <laughs> so they made a film called Shadow of the Vampire, starring Willem Dafoe as Nosferatu. Playing Count Orlock, who is Nosferatu, as Count Orlock, who is actually a vampire, who then gets hired to star in the film Nosferatu. Right. <laughs> to explain how all the people died and went dis- and disappeared during it. <laughs> oh, I didn't so, know that. There and they make out at the end that they kind of organise him being shown sunlight and he then actually evaporates because right. he is actually yes, he, a, a vampire, vampire. <laughs> fascinating isn't that i really enjoyed that film i watched it with jack so <laughs> that sounds like a cool so one. so 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 go back to you sarah the word nosferatu means plague carrier plague carrier and in the film nosferatu the character was count orlock so actually the title of the movie isn't necessarily referring to the character's name as the character with his fangs is Nosferatu. Mm. It's just basically... Well, that's a, that's a thing, in it? Because it's not I'm sure it may have been in that... Or, is it referred to as a Nosferatu? But they, there is a plague of rats that suddenly appear. Right. So I think... Because we watched about three different Nosferatus. We watched the original, a remake, and Shadow of the Vampire, which was kind of the one that kind of tried to explain it all. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to see each one. Okay. Well, we'll just have to look into that. So, to uh, just before we round things off, you did mention reflections. Ref- reflections. Um, again, I think that was a Bram Stoker uh, creation. I haven't found anything about lack of reflections with okay. vampires in so folklore. Carrying a small mirror with you to 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 flash at somebody. No, it's not going to no. help. <laughs> look, I can't see you, vampire. Uh, I just wanted. You know, yeah, we, no, we got to yeah. know these things because, I mean, it could be that we just got things mixed up with, again, gothic horror, modern day, steampunk even. But you see these people that uh, these ancient oddities of like vampire hunting kits, like you know, in a case, you know, maybe even ones that from the Victorian period that have all the bits and pieces in there. And have a, a mirror. Do you think all these people have designed all this simply based on on well, Bram Stoker's book? If you've got a bit of everything, surely you're definitely right. covered. Okay, <laughs> back vampire. Oh, that's not working. Right, let's go for that one. Back. No, that was not working. Let's go for mirror. Right, turn. No, that's not working. Okay. It's like in the Mummy movie where he pulls out all these religious necklaces. Oh yes, <laughs> he keeps keeps speaking in different languages, and then eventually, oh, you speak the the language of the slaves. <laughs> It's like, yes, got the right one. Good memory. Good oh, memory. no, we have to do one about mummies now. Yeah, we have it. Yeah, we have <laughs> anyway, right, so there we have it. We've learnt loads about vampires and vampirism and the myth behind it and that uh, these days the myth has become sexy vampires. Don't trust the movies. Don't trust the movies. <laughs> That's what we've learnt. Trust, yeah. trust Sarah. She knows. <laughs> there you go. You just need to keep Sarah in, in like a box or something. Yeah. Oh, deploy. Deploy the Sarah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you, think you think I've got a cross in here? <laughs> no. I've got my own <laughs> deployable Sarah. Attack. <laughs> Attack. Attack. <laughs> what she goes. No good against werewolves because she'll just go and cuddle them. <laughs> <laughs>
And with that... If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe to this channel and comment below any suggestions of topics or activities you'd like to listen to in future episodes. You can find the Now We Know Show podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Check out the Zach Wild Productions social media pages on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or visit the Zach Wild Productions website at www.zachwildproductions.com. Please get in contact, we'd love to find out how you're listening to us. So get in touch in the comments and don't forget to check out Zach Wild Productions on Patreon to become an official ZWP patron today. It is a counting Dracula goodbye from Buzz. And that's a big suck your bye from Zach. <laughs> <laughs> suck goodbye. I like that well, one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's well done. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I'll leave you a joke. Okay, leave us with a joke. The one about the nuns that are driving along the road, vampire leaps on the hood of the car. Okay, no. No. Anyway, the nun driving puts the windscreen wipers on, vampire's still clinging to the car. She goes, turns the nun next to me, she's like, what do I do? And the other nun goes, show me your cross. So she winds down the window, sticks her head out and shouts, will you get off the bloody car? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a perfect ending to yet another podcast from the Now We Know show. <laughs> It's been fun, that's your one. Brilliant one, Sarah. Love you for coming in. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Whoa. Now we know, now we know, show. Is that more ghosty? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm sound trying like the Dracula. Like Can you sound like a vampire, Sarah? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even going to try.